great. Uh, it's, it's great. It's great talking to you, Crip, Crip King, because like I know you're all over the place in, in the Web three in the Web three zone. So it's great to see you here. He yeah. is. He is literally everywhere, man. I see his posts all the time, but maybe I'm interacting with his posts all the time. That's why I see it. But either way, he is definitely all over the place. So again. One more time, welcome to the Web3 Daily Buzz. I'm your host, Lucas Bean. Crip King is my co-host, and Chris Nancat Torres. What's up, my man? Good to see you. It's been a while. I want to catch back up with you, but I actually think the people in the audience, like some of them might not know. They haven't been around for a very, you know, as long as we have. You know what I mean? Like, you know, doing I think I started spaces at the end of April of 2021. I met you shortly after I had the privilege of, uh, you know, getting to know you over the years and becoming a friend. And Chris, I think the audience wants to hear, man. I think they want to hear really badly. Like I want to know your, uh, I think I, I also want to know too, your origin story. Um, where did you come from before, before, you know, blockchain and web three and stuff like that? Like what were you doing? How'd you get into web three and things like that? That would be amazing to hear that story. And also how, like how neon cat actually came around. I want to know. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, it's so funny. I think I haven't really been on space as much in these past few months. So I, I'm obviously down for a refresher course on all of this. Uh, but yeah, sure. So, you know, for those that don't know, my name is Chris. I live in Dallas, Texas. I've been an artist for about 20 years now, off and on, if you can call it that. Um, you know, my claim to fame is, uh, you know, 11 years ago, I drew a cat flying through space uh, and ended up being Nyan Cat which ended up being one of the biggest things that has ever happened to my life, a totally life-changing moment. Just, just you know, being a little silly artist out here on the internet. Um, and yeah, like, I, I don't know, I'm a pretty open book. I, I've never, I, it's like a long story and everything. So uh, <laughs> I'm not sure where to begin. We uh, need the okay. long story, Chris. Uh, we want to, <laughs> let's yeah, go. No, let's go. Okay, so uh, I, I don't even know how to flashback. Uh, I don't know, I've always been... I, like ever since I logged into the internet, I've always just really been into memes. Like I remember, I remember like hamster dance, like really early '96 ish kind of meme, and I was like entranced by that. And then soon after that, I started learning about other memes during its during the time, and it was just like really cool, just keeping up with pop culture and you know just kind of silly humors. Um, cat pictures became really popular around like early 2000s or something like that, which I loved. And I don't know, it was, just, it was just really cool seeing the internet progress and kind of being a part of it, just like drawing silly little stuff throughout throughout my whole entire internet existence. Um, throughout the journey, like a lot of my stuff has become really popular. Um, I know some of my really, really, really early comics from the early 2000s uh, like had like newsworthy coverage, uh, just really silly stick figures, just, you know, just having fun. Um, and yeah, you know, like I really, I've always been a cat person uh, my cats have always been like a character in anything that I do. Like it's because, because honestly, like if I'm going to be real, I'm not much of a interactive person in real life. I like to kind of like stay at home. So my cats are my company a lot of the time. So it's usually me just talking to my cats a lot of the time in these comics. <laughs> uh, but, but I think a lot of people relate. So I think that kind of added to the charm and the humor of it all. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've been, I've actually been doing pixel art off and on for almost 20 years now. Um, it's, it's always been a work in progress. Like if you look at my earlier works, they're just really basic and really like crude animations. Uh, I didn't really quite understand the mathematics and just the complexity of it all at the time. But just over the years, I just kind of like learned to progress and 
do better about my art. Um, so in around 2010, I adopted this beautiful Russian blue um, named Marty, who was like, he was my baby. He was like my best friend. And I, you know, he kind of became my character in all of my comics and all of my cartoons. He was literally just like second in command on the comics and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> so I decided to uh, kind of start incorporating that into my pixel art. Um, so shortly in around 2011 or so, there were a lot of like natural disasters happening um, over in Asia. So I, it, it's kind of funny at the time, the internet was like, <laughs> are you taking snapshots? Um, I, during the internet, like during the time, there was like a lot of artists that pitched in because they wanted to do like charity work to kind of pitch in however they could. So I was like, oh, cool, cool. I want to do that. Um, at the time, <clears throat> I think the website was livestream.com. I don't think it's around anymore, but it basically kind of paved the way for pit Twitch in a way. Uh, but I would be on there just streaming doodles. Uh, and during this time, I spent a week drawing for charity. And I was like, just tell me what you want. I'll draw like a 20-second doodle of it. If you want to tip me, that's fine. If not, whatever. It was just like a really fun time just working for tips. And these tips went directly to the Red Cross. Um, during that week, I want to say it was like the final day that I was doing it. Um, the chat room was actually pretty full that day. And people were just throwing all these suggestions. And in the mix, there was like cat, uh, pastry, rainbow, and some other stuff. So I, like, I literally was getting overwhelmed with requests. So I just drew a really, really simple doodle of a cat, you know, with the breakfast pastry body. And at the time, the rainbows were like, like exuding the body, not like a trail. But like, if you look at my PFP, it was kind of the similar kind of vibe sort of thing. Um, you know, and, and everybody loved it. Like the chat room was going crazy for it. Everybody was like drawing their own little fan art for it, which is cute. Um, <laughs> so then I woke up, I actually woke up later that night and just like in the middle of the night, I was like, you know what? I want to try to pixelate this. So uh, I spent the rest of the night drawing it. Um, I posted it on Twitter and then on Tumblr. And then I went to bed. I woke up, like woke up later that day and I already had like hundreds of emails. It was already, it was already like in the process of becoming this huge thing. Like, and I just didn't realize at the time, uh, but it was really cool. Like seeing all these emails, all the support, all these people like, loving this silly little cat it didn't have the name at the time but you know people were just like oh this is really 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 cute uh then a few days later my my animation got remixed with um <laughs> several fake factors um this girl named sarah she took the image and mixed it with the, the really iconic song the nyan nyan song and put it on youtube and then that's where it exploded in popularity like within that week it just kind of became an overnight sensation household name like globally it was like on all the news networks like everybody was using it, it was pretty amazing um but yeah at, during <clears throat> during those 10 years it was a lot you know it was a lot of good stuff a lot of bad stuff you know just typical life stuff um but the main core mechanic with everything is that Nyan cat was exploding in popularity uh just huge on the internet however like nobody knew who created Nyan cat uh, at the time, you know, people were just like, oh, it just kind of appeared out of nowhere. So, you know, so it was used all over the place, which is great. And, you know, I, I firmly believe that memes get their power from being used. 
by people all over the place. But like nobody knew that I was the artist for it, which kind of sucked. Because uh, like, you know, meanwhile, all these people were using it. And, you know, I was just, I, I wasn't getting the, you know, any kind of recognition from it. Um, so fast which is crazy to, to think about now, right, Chris? Like, it's crazy to think that no one oh would know. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's like night and day now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm getting to that for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the meme, memes are way more of a Wild West situation than Web3 for sure, because like, it's just nobody knows where they come from unless if they're attached to a blockchain, which which is what I'm getting to. Uh, yeah, so like an early, you know, around the early pandemic days, um, I was actually unemployed because COVID shut, shut the doors to my job. So I was kind of like struggling there for a while. And then I had a really good friend come to me and it's like, hey, look, check out this this whole ecosystem where people, you know, where artists are making digital art. It's linking to their name and they're actually, you know, making some money from it. So I was like, okay, let me let me give it a shot. Uh, so I spent like the next month and a half kind of like, you know, trying to figure out what's going on in with Web3 and how this is possible. Uh, eventually learned, you know, to create my wallet. And then um, I want to say on February 10th is the day that I minted the original Yancat image um, as an NFT. Um, I took the original artwork, I remastered it. And then I, you know, I put it on foundation and I think I set it for a reserve for like one ETH. I was like, okay, or I think it was three ETH at the time. I was like, I don't think it's going to sell for that much, whatever. Uh, but it ended up selling for just like a life changing amount of 300 ETH, which, was about, yeah, which was about oh. 600,000 at the time, <laughs> uh, which is amazing. Cause like <laughs> I was, I was unemployed. Like I was literally like struggling to like get anything accomplished in life and then that comes along and just changes my life for the better uh from there i'm you know i was able to like help my family and a lot of my friends which was great and that kind of also just opened the door to web3 for me like just the fact that not only did this image of a cat flying through space sell for a lot of money but now everybody in the world knew that i was the artist which i felt was more valuable than anything alone, just just because of all the struggles I've been in uh, all these years. Um, rewinding back, right when I made Yancap, people were actually trying to like claim the copyright and the trademark for it. So that was like a whole battle. On That's its own. insane. They're trying yeah, to claim your art. It ha no, honestly, it's way more common than you think. Wow. And it's really sad seeing a lot of artists um, have to go through that because, like, you know, when I did that, I didn't understand, you know, any of the legal parts of copyright or trademark. I had to like learn all of that myself, um, kind of the hard way, basically, you know, trying to claim back my ownership. Uh, so it sucks seeing artists get that kind of stuff, but that's why I kind of, that's why I really like Web3 as well, because like the, you know, if you meant something, it, it links back to you and then people immediately know that you are like the original artist for this work, which is a super powerful tool. Um, but yeah, I mean, aside from that, like that, once I entered Web3, it was just kind of like a huge explosion of creativity and technology all wrapped into one. Um, I, you know, I've gotten to like get, get to know a lot of great people in the space. I've got to do some amazing collaborations. And now I'm like starting to learn the technology behind it all. So like I'm trying to get into like Web3 gaming and token linking and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been quite the adventure for sure. Yeah, it's a wild ride. And, you know, don't forget the all the other people that had memes that you actually helped along the way to, you know, come to prominence as well. 
Oh yeah, yeah of course. N64 yeah, was- and you know, yeah, so yeah. Charlie bit you- my finger. All those, <laughs> all those guys. <laughs> yeah, for those that don't know, uh, Lucas actually helped me with a lot of these memes back in the day. Um, so, uh, I mean, rewinding back on that, once the Nyancat NFT sold. Um, it kind of like sent a beacon out to all these original meme artists that have been through the same situation as I have. Like they've created something, it blew up on the internet, it escaped them because the internet is just going to be ravenous about it and all. Uh, so NFTs actually helped them with, you know, getting proper attribution and monetization for their work, which is amazing. Um, I remember, I remember the coffin dance one was just massive. Like one of the craziest moments Oh my god, that was nuts. That was (laughs) was so nuts. Um, that was oh my god. I remember like people were just like screaming, like just cheering in this in the room. Um, yeah, so like um, a few months ago, Lucas and I both helped the coffin hit dance people, like the original people who like held the coffin and all that, the team. And that meme ended up selling for what is one million forty thousand dollars, which was groundbreaking. I think it, I think it's like one of the top to i think it's like the second place highest selling meme now like it definitely beat Nyancat <laughs> in terms of of uh you know the, the rankings and all uh but what's cool about that is that uh i remember half of it went to the team that you know the whole covenants team but then the other one the other half went to uh i want to say it was ukraine yep. so it was like a donation as well so it, it was it was really good just helping just to help you know like i i didn't get anything from it aside from just like feeling good about it and you know the coffin dance team they've been they've been through the ringer as well like you know everybody uses their artwork everybody knows you know the meme and i know it's like a staple in 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 crypto twitter and everything uh so it was really cool just like being able to help another meme person out um i know we've i've also helped um disaster girl we both helped the nintendo 64 kids uh i've been friends with grumpy cat keyboard cat while you always isn't there like while why are you always lying also we did yeah, that's why you're always lying. I also <laughs> find hearing a story. Uh, I love hearing the stories of all these like meme creators because like nobody knows the history and everything. I remember the the why you always lying guy. We were like kind of dogging him a little bit. We we're like, oh, is the toilet that you're standing on gonna be <laughs> a part of the NFT sale? <laughs> he was like, he was like, no, I don't think that toilet's around anymore or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I out. But it was just cool, like you know, just like trading trading words with each other and just having a good time with these people and just helping them out along the way um yeah so it's been really cool just like not only being here as an artist but like expanding expanding myself in the best way that i can uh and i think web3 has the power to make that happen because like i i know for a fact i i didn't have this kind of like power or any kind of influence anything like this until web3 came along so it's it's a really powerful thing yeah. And someone like Chris, I think deserves like this kind of influence too, because he always is helping other people along the way. Like he's one of the most helpful, nice, kind people, welcoming people to the space. Doesn't matter if you like are the, an expert in the space, which by the way, there are none. But if you, uh, you come into the space and you're new, it's, uh, you know, sometimes it's a little hard to get it, you know, get your legs under you because, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, you're not OG. You can't be here. Oh, you don't have the right PFP. You can't be here. Chris is not like that. Just right away, welcoming to everybody and just super friendly, bouncing around spaces. And I, you know, I met him and, you know, from there, we've just been friends since he's just a really good dude. Chris, I want to go back for one second. If you don't mind people, I think need to hear in this space a lot is, you know, when you actually were struggling a little bit and you were able to, you know what I mean? Like have this life changing money, like, um, like, 
if you didn't get involved and you weren't like looking around for this kind of stuff, like, would you have found it? Would you have just been like, you know what? Screw it. I, you know, I kind of like had to take a furlough or, or laid off from my job. I'm just going to hang out and do nothing and just hope for the best for a new job and just do nothing. You think, I think that's the way, or do you think it's actually like, Hey, let me find, let me find a way. Like what was your mindset I, then? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I know, well, here's, I know that I've known about Bitcoin since like early 2013 or something like that. Sure. And unfortunately I faded it because you know, whatever. We all, we all did at one point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure some people here did great, which is congratulations. Um, but no, like, um, I, I, I guess I would find it eventually, but I, 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 I honestly realistically think I would probably find it around this time of, um, of whatever this timeline is. And one thing about the NFT space is that like the provenance, like the longer you are here, the more, like the more, what's the word? Like the, the cool, I, I don't want to say cooler, but like, you know, the more provenance you have, there we go. That's the, <laughs> that's the word I want to use. So like, it's really cool getting to a point where I can now say I was technically early, at least in terms of my whole adventure, you know, everybody comes in and goes in the cryptos crypto world. But like, I had a really good, a really good spot. I came right before board eight yacht club, uh, which is like, I, I like to reference NFT projects like pre B A Y C or, you know, <laughs> that's like nice. my, my dating system. Um, so it was, you know, it was nice being a part of it just back when everything was just purely about the art. Um, things have like evolved since then, but I know way back when I started, it was literally like, Hey, I love your art. I'm going to buy your art. And that's it. <laughs> now it's, now it's all about pump and dumps and bots and all these things. You have to watch out securities and everything, but you know, it was just, it was just simpler times. And it's weird knowing that it was literally just like two years ago that this was happened. And, um, it's also cool seeing the space evolve, um, you know, past all the bad stuff, like, you know, more Providence, more, uh, community and just like everybody building to, you know, most, you know, all the good people building together, like in a way to just uplift everybody. So it's cool being a part of the whole evolution of the NFT space. Right. That's what I'm saying. I, I just want to make sure that people know, like in the audience, like, you know, don't give up. Even if you are having a little bit of a hard time on some of the stuff, like don't give up on your art, don't give up on what you're doing. If, uh, you know, you have oh something, if you have something yeah. bad happen or something like that, you know what I mean? Like try to refocus, right, Chris? You know what I mean? Like focus oh, yeah. on the good stuff. Absolutely. Um, you know, one thing about Nancat is that it's, it's, uh, it's never, it's not, hasn't been all rainbows and, and sunshine, uh, for the whole 11 years of the existence. Um, there's just been, I know there was like one specific year where there was just like a lot of hate groups, uh, a lot of, I don't know, I, I, I hate saying it, but it was like a lot of homophobia that was like attached to a lot of hate towards my artwork. Uh, and that was like really tough to go through. Uh, I remember getting lots of death threats. I remember entering Web3 oh my and, God. Disa and disappointing <laughs> and disappointing like hundreds of thousands of people like in one fell swoop. And that was a really hard time for me because like I'm just, you know, I'm just an artist just trying to make it out here. And, you know, all these people were like, oh, you're getting into all these, you know, scams and terrible things. So I was like, no, I'm just like an artist. The NFTs are literally like a job for me. Like, you know, this is my full time job. I am, you know, I, this is how I earn food on my table. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate that the NFT space has kind of gotten a bad rep from people outside the bubble. Um, however, I think it's just people that are just uninformed about all the good parts of it. But yeah, you know, it's, it's always been a struggle. And I know also for a fact, there was like 
two months way back when I started that like I didn't get a single sale and that was very devastating for me too but I just kept it up and eventually I learned to have the mindset of just like just going with the flow and enjoy yourself get yourself out there Um, just because something hasn't sold right away or within a certain certain amount of time doesn't mean it will Um, I know I've personally experienced lots of projects that have been sitting sitting there you know unsold for over a year and then, like, sometimes I'll buy something and then people go right after me, buy it right after me, and then, like, the collection sells out. So, like, it, there's always – it's always just about getting yourself out there. And I don't think a lot of people entering the space understand that when you enter as an artist, you can't just be an artist. You have to be, like, a marketer, uh, a little bit of dev work. You know, you have to really get yourself out there to be seen because ultimately, like, the more eyes on your work, the better, you know, the better – the better um, – I don't know, the better you'll do. Absolutely. Something. Distribution is everything in the space. You could, you know, like you could actually show at like a, a local gallery and like have 150 people like come through the gallery and maybe you don't make a sale because they don't, you know, those 150 people are such a small set, subset. And then there, then we have like crypto art where, you know, you can actually send it across the web for, for you know, basically for free in terms of like Twitter or virtually for free. And you get a bunch of impressions and then your art gets so many more eyeballs and distribution where you'll, you'll more likely find a buyer that way you're in instead of a, you know, a local gallery, which by the way, no hate on local galleries. I'm just saying if you were in a local gallery, you get 150 eyeballs in a night, maybe in on the internet, you get a million, 2 million eyeballs, you know, in 24, 48, 72 hours. And that increases your reach like greatly. So no question about it, Chris. A hundred percent accurate, and I love uh, I love your take on that. So, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say, I was gonna get, kind of give a shout out to like small galleries out there because I personally love small galleries and like my one of my goals, and this is silly, is just like have the gallery like a Nyanka gallery, and my one of my goals is having like digital screens, the square kind, not the rectangular kind. Yeah, casters, and, casters. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then like just like whole exhibit featuring just like all the animated artwork, like that's just like a dream of mine. Like, and I I don't know, just really cool. I don't know, I just love the culture of small galleries in general because like you you know you have these people. Yeah, it's only maybe a hundred eyes or something like that, but you can like talk to people in person, get to know them, and I don't know, it's just like a whole different experience. So shout out to everybody out there making small galleries. That's what I'm talking about. Small galleries is where it's at. I mean, if you don't have, uh, if you don't want to like press publish on your phone and you just want to like basically use a small gallery to like demonstrate your work real quick and maybe that helps you get it out there. And then, you know, once you do it a couple of times, you might be able to, you know, put it onto the internet and feel a lot more comfortable going, you know what? There were at least five people last night that said that they loved my art and bam, I'm going to put it on the internet now on, on blockchain. Go ahead, Crip King. Yeah, no, I just wanted to uh, give a little flowers on some statistics. So Nine Cat video reached ninth place in two, uh, 2022 with, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, April 2011 with 7.2 million total views. Uh, original YouTube video has re- received 199 million views as of June 11th, 2022. And in 2012, it was a meme of the year. So like, yeah, I mean, OG project number one, but I, I wanted to ask you, Chris, I know you've been utilizing metaverse and doing some parties and things like that. And how has that been? And, uh, do you find that as well? Like to be, uh, personable? Cause it's like, you know, a smaller environment as well, you know? 
Oh, yeah, sure. Um, just a little clarification. I know there was a TED Talk a few years ago where somebody was talking about Yancat, and they did, like, the the analytics and everything. And, yes, uh, the original YouTube video has about 190 million views, but there's, like, thousands of different uh, <laughs> iterations. There's, like, 24-hour versions, 100-hour versions. And I think the total view on YouTube itself is, like, 2 billion, which is mind-boggling. Like, 2 million people on Earth have seen or at least played through several times uh, the Cat video. Uh, but yeah, like in terms of, in terms of the metaverse, I, it's kind of part of why I'm really loving Web3 lately. Um, I don't think a lot of people understand the true value of token linking um, to your original artwork, which is like, this is literally all I'm doing lately. Uh, so, you know, I don't, the, I don't even understand it. So yeah, ex if you want to explain that, Chris, go for it. <laughs> yeah, sure. So like, let's say you own one of my Nancat NFTs. Uh, I'm just going to pick like lucky Nancat. It's the one with the little, little St. Patrick's kind of theme looking to it. Um, so I have been working with several, you know, different web based games here. And basically if you own one of these NFTs and then you pop into something like the central land, um, I have a club in Decentraland where this works, or uh, the World Wide Web 3, which is like a huge up-and-coming video game <coughs> Web 3 experience going on, and then Turf NFT, which is almost the same thing, but more on a social level. Uh, if you have one of those and pop into one of those games, you will have Nancat. Like, the Nancat that you own will be the character that comes there with you. So I find that really fascinating. Like, And I think it's it kind of stems back to my experiences as a gamer in general and playing all these games that are like online based throughout the years and let's say you know let's say there's a game that you play you spend like a hundred dollars on it to get a weapon and then the server goes down uh that's it you know you lost your hundred dollars because whatever item or whatever you had is now gone with the server uh the cool thing about nfts is that if you have like a token linked nft if whatever game you're playing on the server goes down you still own that nft uh, and from there, you know, whatever develop or development work comes from it, you can possibly link to dozens or hundreds of different experiences, which is one of NFT, which is just fascinating to me. So, yeah, like I've been doing that with my uh, Dinyanka collection. I know I'm also working on GI Toads, which was like a huge collaborative experience with lots of different artists in the space, uh, like including including um, David Horvath. Uh, Gremlin and a few like really top-notch other artists out there too, and I'm also trying to get utility on those as well. And and yeah, I just I just see the value more of buying a piece from an original collection and then building on top of it. Um, I know there's I know it's kind of the trend now to like release sequels, like a baby version or whatever. No offense to any baby version projects out there, but like you know like a sequel that you have to buy into. Uh, which can be great depending on the community and everything, but I, it, it also causes like, uh, like kind of like a dilution factor sometimes. Like you release a, let's say you have like a one thousand collection somewhere, and then you release a five thousand sequel. Well, like people buying your art, um, they'll have a choice. Like, do they buy the more expensive, quote unquote, Genesis version, or do they buy? the cheaper other alternative version. And sometimes that can take away volume from like an original, an original collection and alter like the volume, you know, alter the actual like movement of it. So I, you know, I kind of like keep my projects very close knit and, you know, I just try to build on the existing stuff. And I feel like that's going to be like what sets people apart in the future. Like 
somebody that just buys one item and then gets different perks or experiences just for that one item. They don't have to buy anything else. They just have to enjoy that one item. So that's kind of that's kind of the vision that I have for the NFT space. Um, it's not. It's definitely not easy to get started. Um, honestly, it has taken me over a year to accomplish the development stuff that I'm working on right now. And there's there's like one side project that I'm tr- I'm trying to get. So <laughs> so in the Centerland, if you go to Club Yancat, you'll have a Yancat that flies with you, and it's like fully animated. And right now, for example, I'm trying to get it so when you leave the club, like the club has a coding that spawns the Nyancat NFT in the land. But I want it so if you go anywhere else, like, you know, every different plot of land has a different code, um, that the Nyancat can go with you. So that's that's been like a year's long worth project, just getting that to work. And, I, <laughs> and I'm still struggling on that. But, you know, just stuff like that. I'm trying to constantly better myself, better the value of my work and i'm just trying to like keep things close-knit and i i don't know i just see i just see value in and just keeping things very small very rare and not launching a new project like every month because that that just gets confusing um (laughs) i think but that's just my personal experience i know it works great with other people out there yeah i uh it does but you know chris you uh you definitely do it the right way i've definitely been in Decentraland a bunch of times um, for a couple of things you've done at your club Neoncat. And if anybody hasn't been to Neoncat's, uh, the Neoncat club in uh, Decentraland, go check it out. It's pretty amazing, especially when he has like an event there. So cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whenever um, I'll do like live sets, I know uh, Eclectic Method, who's like an awesome music artist in the NFT space. I want to say he's close to a million followers. And it's cool that he just, you know, he chats with me. And he's, he loves the whole CCO movement um, that I've done with GI Toes and just nouns in general. And like he, he'll, he'll give me like live sets to play at Club Yancat. And like those parties end up having a huge turnout, like hundreds of people show up. I know at one point there was like a thousand people that showed up. And they literally just like, you know, stand around and dance in my this little metaverse club that I have, which is pretty great. Throwing, uh, throwing money into the, throwing money into the, air. yeah, the, the <laughs> throwing money emoji. Uh, but yeah, like, um, the club man cat is in the central and it's under coordinates, uh, 97 negative seven. That's where it is like on the map. So, um, whenever I have live sets, they get pretty, they get pretty wild. And I know I've been known to like airdrop wearables to people every now and then, but those, those are kind of hard to get as well. Cause like, I'm just like a pixel artist, so I have to like get the development work done to get to get those uh, sent over to me. But it's just fun. Like it's just fun offering something, you know, just for free a lot of the times, just so people can have a good time and have a good experience. And hopefully they they remember the experience so much that they go, Oh, you know what? Maybe I'll pick up an Yancat NFT in the future. So that's kind of like that's kind of like the little perk, you know, like have fun, have a great time. But, you know, don't forget about me because like because <laughs> I'm here and I hope this wearable, you know, gives you joy. And it's just kind of like spreading memes in the way that I know how to spread memes just through word of mouth and just through a good time in general. I have a question for you, Chris, because you, you're a you're a traditional one of one artist, I would say. And obviously you do collections, things like that um, in terms of digital art. My uh, wondering if has anybody given you. And, and this is more for projects, but I just don't know if like how it works when it, when you do like multiple collections like you have, which are amazing. Do people actually give you a hard time about utility or are they more just like, ah, you know, this is just great art and it's done by, you know, Chris. 
Oh, every, every single day. <laughs> really? Okay. Every, let's let's hear about that. <laughs> well, all right. My the most important thing to know about my projects is that I don't really like to do Discord too much. So everything that is like up to date is in my pin tweet or just following me on Twitter in general. I'll I will drop stuff when I'm one hundred percent done. I don't like to do the whole hey, it's something something coming soon. What? Come on, guys, it's coming soon. I don't like to do that. Like I like to go hey. I just finished this. It's live. You can have it right now. Um, and I feel like a lot of projects should take note of that. Uh, but that's a whole other story. But yeah, like <laughs> uh, literally I get, I get comments every day. People, people just from people not knowing who I am, people not knowing I'm the real artist. Uh, then, then they go, Hey, what's the utility? And then I'm like, well, here's all the utility that you got. <laughs> so like, I, I'm constantly having to like, refresh people and and you know obviously people come into the space and it's you know it's like the turnover rate like a lot of people are new and they don't know what's going on so i'm really happy to help them but yeah literally like every day somebody's always asking like hey why is this like this and why do you do it like this and why don't you do it like this uh so uh i have to deal with that on a literally on a daily basis but like i've i've kind of like become numb to it and i'm literally like hey you know here's all the help you need Here's all the information you need. No, I don't like doing that. You know, ultimately, I, I, I hold my values as close as I can. And I see a future. I see a very specific future in the work that I do. And that's just kind of the goal I'm going for. So uh, that's why that's why I'm doing everything the way that I'm doing it. And that's another question you kind of just like made happen here is you basically were talking about the future just now. What is the future hold for Chris for 2023 and 2024 do you actually have a plan for like the next three to five years or it's more like just the next 12 months kind of a thing uh well i mean the plan will always be to have Cat, you know be well first of all Cat exists in its own little like experience like everybody on the world knows it um my you know my way is just my way to get proper attribution for my work uh 2023 is actually going to be a really exciting year for me because i have Currently, like I'm working on three things right now. Um, one of them is a very big social media platform. And then I'm also been in contact with a very large game developer, not Web3, but, you know, this will help. And then also a very specific toy manufacturing company, which is going to be awesome. It's like a lifelong dream if that, it gets done. I was going to say, <laughs> that's huge, Chris. Yeah. Wow. Toy manufacturing. I love that idea. I already I have a, like a thousand ideas running through my head now that you just said that. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I, I like ever since I realized that Yancat is such a charming, you know, little entity out there. Um, I've always just wanted to be like the next Hello Kitty. Cause it's, it's almost the same kind of like kind of formula. Uh, my thing though, is I'm just very picky. I like stuff to be very high quality. So I'm just kind of like holding out for the right time to, you know, have something really, really good done. And honestly, I'm okay waiting for that to happen because like I'd rather do things the right way than, you know, just throw something out there and then have to pick up the pieces once things don't work out the way that I planned. Yeah. I like that. And Chris, you are very meticulous, especially with your art. I remember you're, uh, you've come into plenty of spaces. You're like, Oh my God, this, you know, pixel art's great, but the program I use is just so mind numbing. <laughs> yeah. My, my program <laughs> is archaic. I do not recommend it. It's called, um, well, it's called now Macromedia Fireworks. Uh, it used to wait. Sorry, it used to be called Macromedia Fireworks, but now like Adobe bought it. But um, the technology on that program hasn't changed since like 2004, 
2004. <laughs> so it is, it's um, everything that I do is not only handcrafted, but like way harder to do than it probably is now. Like I know there's programs out there called Ace Sprite where you can make some beautiful, beautiful stuff. And, and it's fantastic. Um, I personally enjoy the challenge of keeping everything in a like Nintendo entertainment system kind of realm where so like this program kind of keeps me in check in a way, but it also challenges me to like push those boundaries. So that's what a lot of my artwork has been literally like trying to find ways to animate something and make it look good on limited software. But it's, I don't know, it's just, it's fun. It's frustrating. But whenever I finish a piece, it's just like, it's just that much more of an accomplishment kind of feeling because like, because I can look at it and go, look, I did it. I, I, I did it. Even though this was just a pain in the butt to do, like, I did it. So, I don't know. It just feels good to make, make art in a very kind of challenging way. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Chris, Chris, Chris. So, so you're saying this year you're going to be doing just a lot of, like, basically making making toys, possibly, if it goes through, um, possibly making, like, games, all the sorts of stuff. It sounds interesting. And how do you deal with all that work? Like, how do you deal with all the, like, how do you vet the, the you know what I mean? Like the offers that are out there. Cause it's, you know, a lot of people come to, you know, once you're, you're the same guy you were before you were successful. See what I'm saying? Like before you were like crazy successful in the NFT art world. And when, now that people are, now that you are this, you know, success story, like when people come to you with projects, like how do you vet those to make sure that you want to take part or like, let's just say the game or the, let's say the toy is like real. This is like a real deal. It's not just some like person like reaching out to you. Yeah. So the first question I always ask anybody, like, doesn't matter if it's an NFT project or anything at all. The, the only question, the first question I ask everybody is like, how, how will our collaboration be something that will benefit both of us? And not, I mean, sorry, not, not just like us, like, you know, me and the other person, but like our communities, like my community as well. Um, one of the literally like the, the biggest um, red flag that I get as an answer is when they're like, oh, we'll just do this allow list and people can buy something else. And I'm like, why would I want to do that? I mean, the money, the money sounds great, but like um, whenever you collaborate with somebody, your integrity kind of ties in to the other person as well. So, uh, you know, there could be a time where you do a really a deal with somebody you think is really cool, but then they're really shady. So, um, so you have to like pick and choose your battles out there. And yeah, literally the question asked is like, how can it benefit not just us, but our communities equally? Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the times people don't get past that question, <laughs> which is which is just ridiculous to me. Um, but, you know, once once I realized that this person's cool, this person is building just to have fun, uh, you know, we go from there. Uh, you know, and in terms of toys, merchandising, uh, I do have a small team. It literally is just like, my, I have a manager that I've known since the very, very beginning of Neon Cats. So he he understands all of it. He's on the same wavelength as me. And then uh, my partner of 11 years, uh, you know, bless him. He deals with my constant anxiety on a daily basis. So he's always there for support. He doesn't really understand the NFT world, but he he's, he's here to offer insight. And also uh, have a really good friend that I've known for over almost 15, 20 years. And she also helps me with ideas, designs and stuff like that. So between like all of us, we literally just, anytime I make something new, we all scrutinize each piece of work, make sure each, pe make sure each pixel is 
where it should be, you know, offer suggestions and kind of make things a little bit brighter or liven things up or something like that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's kind of like a little, it's a small team, but we're like, we feel very all-star because we understand well, not only NANCAP, but just the internet and memes in general. So I think we've been doing pretty well <laughs> in terms of that. So yeah, that's kind of like the vetting process of it all. Um, literally just, you know, make sure somebody's out here just to build, not just to rake in money, um, hoping that communities can come together and hopefully everything thrives from there. So that's kind of like, that's kind of my prerequisites for finding people, like cool people to work with here in the space. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Hey, Brett, I saw you come up. Did you have a question, my man? Oh, no, I just wanted to say I'm a huge, huge fan of uh, of Chris Niancat. He's been What's around up, for a minute, dude. What's up, dude? You know, we've all been out here on these spaces together. And every time I see his PFP, I always think about the uh, that space we had that night. Where we were, um, well, there's two spaces. The, the coffin dance space that we were <laughs> yes. all in. Yes, that was crazy. <laughs> that was a crazy space. And the one with the uh, the Nintendo opening. You know, when that's sold too. Yeah, N64, N64 kids. The N64 yeah, yeah. kids are so charming. I follow them both on Twitter. I met him in real just... life, Chris. I met. I, oh, did you meet oh, him? Yeah, yeah I, met him in, I met him in real life at NFT NYC the first year, the 2021 uh, version. And uh, it was, they are just such great people. Like super kind. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, no, they are so creative, like in their own different ways. Like I'm just, I, I just love their charm. And just, you know, I, I'm very... I'm just very happy for them because like they they found success in uh you know being the nintendo 64 kids but they've also done some really cool stuff ever since then uh, i forgot the names but i know the, the the lady she does photography work and it's fantastic and the guy like i think he lives in his van and he does like really good video editing for lots of really big publishers so like that's awesome that they're like still out there grinding and doing some really awesome stuff as well yep and that and i have to admit that coffin dance space where we were literally counting down the coffin dance that just kept going up and up and up. It was like, Oh my God, I hit a hundred ETH. Oh my God, I hit 150 ETH. Oh my God, it's 300. <laughs> it was like, what? <laughs> a million. That was, that was wild. Like I remember, I remember at one point <laughs> the stage was just full of people and everybody had like their microphone on and everybody was just cheering. <laughs> it was, that awesome. was just like, it was so powerful. It was amazing. It was, it was great. It felt, it just felt great being in that moment. So that was, that was definitely something I'll never forget. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And those are the good people, man. Those are like, that's, that's, you know, hearing you talk about like, you know, who to work with and working with good, genuine people. It's just like, that was the first thing that came to mind is everybody on the stage that night was, was good people, man. Oh yeah. I, I want to say, I want to say my manager was in that space too. And he, he was. like yep. was, yeah, yeah, Ben. Uh, and he was like, I don't know. We were all bouncing it off together perfectly. And everybody on stage, even though we were yelling, we all understood what was going on. It was just such a, it was just a monumental moment. I want to say this, I want to say that spaces is recorded, right? We still oh, got yeah. that recording. Out there. Yeah. I have it somewhere. I have to look, I have to look it up, but I definitely had it recorded um, on Twitter for sure. But I don't know if Twitter actually saved the, the coffin dance audio. Downer, dude. I'll try to find it. But yeah, no, that was. If you have it record, if you have it recorded, dude, that would be amazing. <laughs> I don't think I have it recorded. One of my things is that I don't like to be a host. Like just me being a co-host is already giving me a little bit of anxiety. Oh, don't worry. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but like me being an actual host, I'm. It's like a whole another level of anxiety. So I want to say maybe I want to say you may have been the one that hosted that space yeah but, i yeah, did yep it was a great space it was an amazing space and uh i'm not i'm just not sure if the audio is around I, I definitely recorded it the problem is like the way it works is 
uh, Twitter deletes the audio after like 30 days. They don't store the audio. Even if you record it, they store the audio for 30 days only, and then the then it just disappears. So Only 30 days? Yeah, I isn't that crazy? I didn't know that either. That's- and uh, I was talking to the space, basically the, uh, the, the person that's like in charge of the space's product. And she told me like afterwards, oh, it's only, it only, the recording only stays for 30 days. I was like, oh no. And I went back and it was gone. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Um, I do know that my tweet about it, like when I was like, hey, the, you know, it's like, hey, everybody, the confidence and the, you know, like I, the big announcement for the ending of that. I know that still gets engagement. Like I'll see that in my notifications, but I did not know. That's kind of a flaw, I think. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's a bad flaw. NFT, yeah. yeah. The Twitter NFT space, you know, it's, it's all about history and, and, you know, having that stuff archived in some kind of way. So uh, I hope that information is still out there because that was a really awesome space. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I might be able to find it at some point here. There's a thing called Spaces Dashboard. Um, they might actually have the, the Coffin Dance audio. And uh, if they do, sweet. If they don't, yeah, we can recreate it sometime, Chris. Yeah, of course. Woo! I do know that I do know that there are some other really OG like meme artists that want to jump into the NFT space and I've been helping them the best that I can. However, you know, it's like people won't it's it's become a point where like people won't understand that they're the real deal unless like I'm like, "Hey, unless I vouch for them basically." Like I know that other meme people have um try to do their own things and then their stuff still hasn't sold. But like just me going, Hey, this guy's the real deal. Like that immediately gets more eyes on, on whatever the work it is. So it's, 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 it's good helping them out however I can. Yeah. I love that about you, Chris too. You're like super giving and and very willing to help like smaller people out to get, to make sure that you, uh, they get the visibility they need. And, you know, Crip King is actually really good at that too. He definitely likes to highlight one-on-one artists and make sure that he, he highlights them as much as possible. And he buys from them a lot. So mad respect to Crip King. Yeah, I remember during the free meta time, uh, Chris had some great threads out there too. Like, uh, he's definitely good for, uh, helpful for the community. Yeah. And it's always wonderful too when pe- new people come and they're like, wait a second, is that an Iron Cat? And then they get all excited on stage and stuff. I love that as well. It's a, a tight knit con- community, you know? <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I like, I can't. I can't just like be a listener in a, in a, in a spaces <laughs> regularly anymore. Cause I'll pop in and then like, I know Twitter spaces has like a little lag in between. Cause like I'll hop in and then it's literally like 10 seconds later, people are like, Hey, what's going on down there? Like, what's this, <laughs> what's this flashing avatar? And you know, things kind of like snowball from there. It gets, it gets pretty well. It's a thousand percent more valuable than a check mark any day. Oh, absolutely. I know I personally, you know, no disrespect to those who got the check marks, but I personally think that the system is not how not up to par on how it should be in terms of that. Um, but hopefully things get fixed in the future. I don't know. Uh, but I do have a, I do have a little bit of alpha about the animated PFPs. I did hear they might be coming back. I don't have like 100 percent confirmed situation, but I've had several people DM me. And they say they're looking into the code, whatever that is, the Twitter code. And they say that like animated PFPs are in the code, quote unquote. So like, um, I know that I've had conversations with people saying that and then other people coming to me going, hey, like, what's the earliest animated PFP project out there or just animated project out there? Just like people hunting down uh, historical um things in preparation if twitter ever gets to that so yeah that's that's like a whole little other side meta people are preparing for i guess 
Yeah, there's so many animated PFPs out there, like Roboto's. Um, what was that one that, oh, man, that, there was some art that was done. Can't remember the name of the art, but they, they would like it. We, Chris, you got, you had some and I had some. It was the, uh, they were like these little floating creatures that just kept like pulsing as they moved. I can't remember the name of them. Right oh, now. Oxy Littles, Axi Littles. That's it. Axi Littles. Okay. Yeah. 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 Those, those guys are out there too. Um, I know that I also help. I was also the lead artist in GI Toads, which is like a fully animated project with yes. a lot of my artwork in there. So, uh, yeah. So people are like hunting down these, these really OG like animated projects, which is pretty fun. Uh, but yeah, I think Twitter, I want to say that's going to happen soon. So, you know, prepare accordingly according if, if it's true or not <laughs> i guess I, I don't know all the details i just keep getting dms with people going hey you know it's you know it's happening right i'm like i, I don't i don't but i don't know <laughs> don't, don't sleep on gi toads oh yeah hey, hey, chris yeah, uh chris i want to say uh out of all of your uh i love vaporwave nyan cat that's my favorite it's been my favorite for like forever that's the one that like i've it's the price tag is too as out of my range, but that was the one that I've always been looking at. <clears throat> oh yeah, thank you. Um, I know that vape like people keep saying that vaporwave nancat hits differently. Um, I know I chose like the description for that NFT very meticulously. Um, you know, because I'm I'm a huge like I'm a huge vaporwave style kind of person, and I when I do photography, I try to like do really silly like vaporwaves kind of style aesthetics. Uh, I don't know. I just love that aesthetic. It's very heartwarming to me. So like I put all my energy into that one. <laughs> so yeah, I, people, people are constantly saying like, yeah, this one like hits differently. And it's kind of cool how the Nancat collection has Nancats where they're almost, they're, they're, there's no rarities involved. Although there's like edition sizes, <clears throat> but people are picking stuff up because they like it. So like if somebody likes a vaporware Nancat, they will buy it even though it's not on the floor piece, you know, people just kind of really like to vibe with each individual Nancat, which is what I want to see. Like, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of like rarity in NFTs. Like people are like, yeah, I bought this one NFT and it's the only one with a hat. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But like, I don't know, like it's still the same kind of NFT just now has a hat. Um, so I always try to like, I, I always try to make things unique. So like, it's not just a hat, it's like a whole different body, a whole different vibe, a whole different mood. Uh, so it's cool seeing people like pick exactly the characters that they want. And again, like a goal of mine is to like, Hey, if you have this specific Nancat that you vibe with, hopefully in the future, whatever game you like, we'll have it so you can play as it. So that's part of the whole journey and a half, I guess. Yeah, for me, it's the, oh, sorry, it's the attention to detail on every single one. Like, I can stare at it and find, like, as it's going in its animation, I see these things that are happening. So, yeah, I think your attention to detail and your uniqueness in every single piece is what makes it stand out, where it kind of beats that rarity uh, type of uh, thing that's needed because the specialty is the piece within itself, you know? <clears throat> Oh yeah, I think I think of every character um, of of every Nancat as its own like character, and that's that's I think what people like. I, I want people to know like if you go to the website uh, Nyan.cat, there's actually like a little chooser where you can like choose different Nyancats. But not only does it just like put a different Nyancat on the screen, but it changes the music as well. So you know, like I try to do things to fit everybody's moods as best as I can. So uh, everything that I do is is with like long-term thought in mind. So like I see memes out here all the time, like people, you know, it's like memes that are just like flash in the pan memes that do get a lot of volume out there. 
uh, I'm just like, you know, this is a really funny meme, but it's going to be dead in a week. So, uh, you know, if I was to make an ANCAT of that specific meme, the popularity will die down really quickly. So I always try to think of something that's outside of just like a flash pan kind of experience, something that's more legacy oriented. So hopefully people can enjoy my artwork for, for years to come. Yeah, 41 ETH floor on that one. I have to admit, it's kind of out of my price range too, my man. Is that for Vaporwave? Yeah. <laughs> I, will, I, I will also say that I don't look at my floor. I feel like that it's bad luck to look at my floor. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to, didn't mean to say it. <laughs> Only reason I didn't mention it. <laughs> no, no, it's, sorry I mean, about it's that. from the floor on that one. So I'm, I'm, I'm surprised to know that that's the price tag on it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one of my things. I try not to look at the floor because I just, like, whatever I see... I don't know. Sometimes like I'll, I'll just see that it's not doing as well as I want it to. And I just feel, I don't know. I just like it, it, as an artist, like I have connections with these artworks and I always want everything to do well. So I'm always like, if I don't look at the floor, I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's crazy. That paper weighs 40 something E that's, that's pretty insane. I think the craziest part, dude, and, and honestly, like the, the absolute best part about Nyan cats is the immediately recognizable. You know, and I think that that speaks so much louder than, you know, being like, I have the one rarest one in the whole collection. It's like, yeah, no, I mean, any of them are immediately recognizable. And so, you know, like, kudos to you, man, for really building a brand around that image. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. Like that's again, that's that's what I love to do. Like, a lot of these Nancats are actually Nancats that I have created way back in early 2011, 2012. I actually have this like whole folder of Nancats that are just I've never been published. A lot of them just, you know, don't. Go, live up to the par of you know modern day i guess but i you know sometimes i'll take one i'll remaster it you know make it flashy fix any glitches or design flaws and then i kind of work with it from there um it's kind of funny if you sort through the neon cat collection by like oldest you'll see very simple designs like just a plain background you know a little thing here and there but then if you if you scroll down things start to get more complex where there's now backgrounds. And now with this newest one with Cowboy Nancat, that was like the most difficult one I've done yet. It has like parallax scrolling, which I did manually. And, you know, it's just, I'm constantly trying to do just a little bit better every time. And hopefully, you know, whatever I do in the future kind of reflects that. Yeah. I like the Cowboy Nyancat. Um I see a, a question over Facero. Hey, Facero, what's up, man? Hey, hey. Um, yeah, Chris, I just wanted to jump in and say what a what a motivational story this is. You know, I think it's incredible, you know, the journey that you've been on. And I imagine it's probably been an emotional roller coaster for you from, you know, where you started to to where you are now. And and I was I was curious as to to the emotions that you were feeling the the day the auction went through and you ended up with 300 ETH. It's like oh, oh, that's it's, just insane. Yeah, it's insane. Um if you go to Foundation's Twitch page, you will have a live reaction of my face because we actually like live stream that whole experience. And I want to say it's the only video that Foundation has on Twitch. So like you can you can see exactly how surprised I was back then. Um, a little fun fact on that is that the day that I was launching that NFT was the day that uh, Texas was having one of the worst cold fronts snowstorms ever it was called like the snow mageddon snow mageddon over here and i was literally losing power for like 19 hours in a day and i was having to like survive with frigid temperatures and trying to like keep my my cats happy and you know trying to keep them warm as well with fireplaces and everything and also struggling with no internet 
Um, I had like chargers I was like hooking up. It was it was like a whole mess and a half. And I think I'm like wearing a jacket in, in that video or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I, I know I, I, I remember like trying to have like the best face ever, but I was like so stressed because of just my living experience and also just like so shocked that the auction was going at that price. So yeah, if you go to Foundation Switch, you'll you'll see the live reaction of everything out there. And I remember being like, I remember being so surprised, but I was like, I, I need to like leave now. I need to go because I'm about to celebrate. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting really <laughs> emotional. Uh, so, <laughs> so it was definitely an emotional day and it still is. Um, one thing though, is that I'm, it, people are always like, Oh, Nian cat made so much amount of money, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's Ethereum money. It's the, uh, you know, the magical Chuck E. Cheese money, uh, <laughs> in real life. You know, I, I only, I only cash out just to like have ends meet, you know, I still believe in the power of Ethereum. So, uh, most of my, you know, a lot of my stuff is still in Ethereum, like, you know, still on the blockchain and stuff like that. So I'm still like living a normal life, but now I can like rest easier. Um, I know I was able to like update. I was able to get like a new fence from my backyard, which had like holes in it and was like stressing me out because my cats would try to escape it. So now they can't. And, you know, <laughs> just like better, better, like quality of life upgrades for me. So it's not like I'm on yachts or something like that. I'm literally just like buying food and groceries and like, you know, technology I need to, you know, advance in life, I guess. I, I, I have to say that the, you know, I, I, that was the last thing I expected you to say when you, you you've upgraded your fence. You know, three three hundred ETH, and you've you've put a new fence in. Oh my gosh! No, <laughs> actually, there's a whole chron chronolo chron chronology. Hang on, I, I know I posted pictures of it all the time. Um, well, I can't really find it right now, but like, yeah, like it was literally like. Um, once that got paid, once I got the money, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I remember I got like a, um, I got a, like a small electric bike, which I use all the time, which is great for like traveling around my little part of town. And, <clears throat> and then I got to fix my fence. Cause I was like, my fence is falling apart. We had just bought the new home at the time. So there, there was a lot of upgrades that needed to be done. So it was like a lot of home improvement that went into it. Uh, so that, that, that 300 definitely like saved my sanity and, you know, added a lot of safety to my life. Well, I, th I think it's amazing that uh, you've you've got to where you are, and I think you've just given a lot of people some hope in the space. Those meme artists out there that that uh, are trying to break through, I, you know, looking at your story, and I'm definitely going to go and check out that video. Uh, I think you'll be inspiring quite a few people. Oh yeah, I think no, it's 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 always so surreal to hear that like my stuff is inspiring people when it's literally like. I'm, I've learned to just have like patience. Uh, I've learned not to just say yes to everything. And I've learned to stay true to my own goals because like every day, you know, a lot of times in the space, people are constantly saying, Hey, you should do this. You should do that. But I firmly uh, have always been a person that loves to hand draw art and do it very specific ways. So I'm just like, you know, I, I understand that you have these ideas and stuff like that. But it just doesn't go with my true values. And I think a lot of artists here in the space are constantly also, you know, barraged with questions, concerns, people going, hey, why is the floor this way or that way? Like, you know, an artist is just going to have the power of an artist. Like, you know, they they can't lift the floor up as much as, you know, somebody would think. But like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure what my train of thought is on that one. But I don't know. It's just like stuff you deal with every day. And, you know, artists out there definitely, definitely don't fall for 
those kind of situations where somebody somebody you don't even know will come up to you and be like, hey, you should do things this way. If you don't feel comfortable with that experience, don't do it like that. Like, stay true to yourself. Um, again, it took me like 20 years to get to where I am right now. And it was a lot of trial and error, a lot of, you know, good and bad. But I kept true to myself. And all of the stories are all like personal stories that are directly related to me. So, you know, you just kind of you kind of keep it up and eventually you will find that niche of people who love you just for who you are. And that that truly is how you'll get out there in the world. I couldn't agree more. And Chris, uh, welcome. I wanted to say welcome to the stage. Food Masku is up here. Thanks for joining us, my man. Masku. Hey, just wanted to come up and say hi. Such and a pleasure. I sh- yeah, I'm so happy to be here. I just want to say Chris has been such an amazing person in the space to like connect with and like talk to and exactly what he was just saying. He never, you know, like he doesn't change his convictions. He truly follows what he believes in. He's a very authentic person. And I just want to say one more thing that um, he's a true God gamer. Like I have played um, Fall Guys with Chris and it's amazing how good he is at that game and any game that he picks up really. And he's always so encouraging because like I'm pretty bad. (laughs) <laughs> but um, as I'm getting better, he's always very encouraging. So it's not just in NFT space that he's an encouraging person. He's even that in a children's uh, video game. Nice. I don't think Fall Guys is a children's video game because, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 a lot of my frustrations get vented out. <laughs> and I feel bad for anybody that opposes me on Fall Guys. <laughs> no, but uh, that, that's what the Squats feature is for. You know, that's a way where, like, you know, several people can team up and work together. And, and Food Mask, you and I have had some really great matches that way. So it's really, it's just a really fun game in general, I guess. All right, I'm ready to play you guys. Let's go. Hey, Justin's here. Justin, what's up, my man? Glad to have you up here. You have uh, any questions for these guys? Yeah, no, it's amazing to, to hear this conversation. I have a question for Chris. Yeah, please. Do you think that uh, Elon should uh, uh, in, include uh, the GIF PFPs and instate those? Or do you want to be one of the few unique ones out here you know i for a time i really enjoyed being like a little standing out on the crowd situation however like that's that's kind of like a selfish mindset uh i've come to learn within myself i personally think it would be so awesome to see like a full room just full of different animated like pfps like i i don't know like this i think the internet fades uh gif or gif however you say it technology uh i know twitter is notorious for not liking that kind of like file format and other platforms are out there are like that too. So I think if they do implement animated PFPs, it will be a win for, for just gifts in general. And plus all, most of my collections are animated. So like that will only better my, my whole experience in the space because now people will want to hunt down animated profile things. And GI Toads is super animated. Deanne cats are all animated. Um, I did a super rare thing with some really crazy glitch art that's animated. Like my my whole jive is animated art. So like I'm I'm all for it honestly, and it'll be really cool seeing some really vibrant and colorful things if that ever happens. Yeah. By the way, so does this mean that like you, I mean, you, would you have kept your PFP regardless um, if 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 they were allowed, or or are you kind oh, of oh, just keeping yeah. it because of that? No, I mean I. First of all, I mean, I kept my PFP up because, like, I drew it. I'm the artist, and you know, it, I really enjoy that artwork. Uh, my PFP is of of my cat Marty, who sadly passed away in 2012. So I just, 
I've just kind of like kept it up as like a, a, a remembrance of Marty. Um, but I remember whenever they closed this animated PFP loophole back in 2012 or so, I was actually getting lots of threats and hate over it. Uh, Cause Twitter at the time came out with this like stance that animated PFPs are unprofessional and are making the whole Twitter space look bad, which I think, which I think is so silly uh, in retrospect, but I remember getting dozens <clears throat> excuse me, dozens of messages of people who were like, you should take that down because it just looks terrible or it's ruining Twitter or something like that. I remember getting some very heavy hate just for having this PFP. But I was like, no, this is this is just like I enjoy this. This is my artwork and I don't know you. So, you know, you don't have to follow me. If you exactly. Why well, exactly. you know, anyone who's hating on an if like anyone expresses hate on an animated PFP, I think is a re reflection of something going on internally with them rather than a reflection of the world around them, you know? But I I think, really isn't that, that isn't that everything, though? It, like, anybody that's, like, going to be a troll on the internet or especially a troll on Twitter, it, they're dealing with something else, guys. Like, it's not you that they're, they're mad at. It's not, you know, it really isn't. They're just literally deflecting and projecting, like, pain that they're having to deal with, whether it's being late to a job or going to a job that they hate, whatever the case may be. It, none of this stuff is like really for, you know, usually for pointed at you. It's just, just know if once you know that, then you know, like you just can't take it too serious. Oh yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Definitely don't think take things too seriously out there, especially with, with you know, with animated PFPs, it's like, it's not hurting anybody. So why are you coming at me? Uh, but you know, just, it's part of my conviction, you know, my whole drive is just literally I'm going to do things the way I enjoy doing it. I love hearing feedback. I love like changing to new kind of ways of doing stuff. But like there's people that come out of you and they're like, no, you need to stop doing this and do this. And, and you know, that like these people that come out of nowhere, just like one comment just to say something, you know, it just sometimes it can rattle you. But literally, if you don't believe that that's the path to going forward, just don't do it. Like stick to your own path. And eventually it will make sense. It may take a long time to get there, but people will see it. People will understand that this is your style. This is your art, con you know, your art venue. And eventually you'll get fans. Like there's, there's like communities for almost everything on Twitter. So like you will find a, a proper niche for, for your artwork if you just kind of keep it up. And it's also important to have something that's recognizable over time. So all my artwork is very like true to itself. And you look at one like two different pieces from two different eras, and you can still understand that I'm the artist behind it because it's like still in the same canvas, the same style, the same kind of colors. Like I try to keep everything very consistent, even though every piece is also fresh and unique in its own way. Yeah, I love it, Chris. Great. This is this is one of the best chats ever. So, um, anybody else have any other questions? Because I'm going to wrap up the show here. We have about five minutes left. Yeah, I would, I would like to say something before you. Yeah, let's use up. let's use hands real quick. Go ahead, Facero okay. first. Yeah, anybody that's using their hands would be great. Just throw up the hand, and I'll ask him. Go ahead, Facero. <laughs> this this is a funny one, and it, it is showing my age. But I've literally just told my twenty two year old son who I'm talking to, and uh, he was he was like, "No, not the guy that made the NFT." I was like, "No, the guy who made the original one," and he went. No, surely not. And I went, yes. So here's Gabriel. Say hello. Hi. Yeah, anyway, uh, I'm more excited now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there you go, Chris. I was literally walking out the door. I thought, I've got to tell you that. I love it. I, I love hearing that. And, and, and honestly, that's like kind of become a, a current 
current theme. Like um, people that grew up in the early 2010s are now, you know, now they have their own kids. They're, you know, and now it's like a whole new generation of people that are finding my artwork. So I'm constantly getting people like, oh my gosh, my child who's only like three years old loves your artwork. And I'm just like, how did you, how did this child find it? But, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just the power of YouTube of the internet in general. Uh, and it's, it's just really, it's just really cool. And it feels great knowing that Yancat like is being, you know, being seen and understood and enjoyed by like a whole new generation of, of audiences. So like, I think I, I'm hoping that kind of like keeps the longevity alive for, you know, just for as long as it can ever be on the internet. Hey, Defy, go ahead, my man. All right, great. I see Chris up here and Lucas. Um, what I wanted to say was I was onboarded or I've onboarded into Web3 back in 2019. And if you guys have been in the space longer than me, then you definitely know that as a developer for the last three years, as a Web3 developer for the last few years, four years, that the space is um, changing faster, faster than ever, and it's accelerated. So I've been developing Web4. Um, you know, a lot of people say, well, um. Did we lose him? Yeah, yeah. we lost him. Okay. He got rugged. Um, Go ahead, Crip King. Sorry about that, man. I, I don't no, know what No, happened. I just was going to uh, say, uh, Chris, yeah, like, I just wanted to give big shots out to you again. Like, I remember in 99 to 2000, I'm sitting here learning uh, pixel art and trying to, like, see. I looked at, like, you know, CryptoPunks and these different things. And, like, uh, I, I remember seeing your art and then hearing from you and things like that. And just been a big fan of not who who you are but as well as everything that your project represents so like keep doing what you're doing and yeah og project uh that i can't wait to get a hold of one of them for sure that's what i'm yeah, talking about it. i think um i think the best i think like the most important drive that i have is to keep everything like pixel perfect uh in terms of how things used to be like way back in the retro like nintendo super nintendo days um you know there's like a whole new wave of nostalgia for these things like everybody that grew up during those days including me now they're old enough and they're all in here buying nfts just like everybody else so uh you know nostalgia charm like humor and being flexible is what it's kind of like everything that I'm doing wrapped up into everything. And I implore people to like, kind of have the same thing, you know, keep the same consistency, keep the same drive. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be pixel art, whatever you do, photography, music, you make sure it's something that is something you love, something that you can have people recognize your style. And that's where people start to pick up on trends and understand, you know, that you have like a whole history behind you. Absolutely. Love it. Trying to let others up, but you know, I keep trying to, I keep hitting the button and it keeps letting them do, go back down. So any more last questions here? And I'm going to wrap up the space guys going once going twice. Wait, 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 Chris, uh, current metaverse, uh, action is always going on. Like, uh, your, your uh, stuff, or is it certain times, uh, the De uh, Decentraland thing? <clears throat> so the one thing about the Decentraland that I'm not like super hyped about is that, you have it's kind of like a hands-on experience. You have to literally be, um, 
you have to be online to like make things happen. So I always announce events or parties, you know, a little bit ahead of time. I try to give people like a week's notice. Uh, so, you know, it's just stuff like, like that. I try to collaborate with people. I try to get, you know, live, live DJs to do music. Uh, I try to get, I try to coordinate for wearables. That's more difficult than it sounds. So, you know, I can never, can't truly ever guarantee that, but you know, like whenever, whenever, literally whenever I have something that I do want to announce, just, just, you know, just like follow me on Twitter and all of my announcements are, are strictly here directly on Twitter. Again, I don't really have a discord. Um, I am part of the GI Toads discord, which again, I'm like a lead artist on, but, but like, the best way to get any kind of news on anything that I drop or do is here on Twitter. So definitely follow me and I'll, that's how you get the first up to date information. That's awesome. And you just answered my last question too, which was, do you have a discord and you do not have a discord, which by the way, oh. I think is genius. I think oh it's my gosh. ridiculously so, yeah. freeing and smart. And I think, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it's, I've definitely been in discords where they're like, you know what? So-and-so hasn't been in discord at least a day. Oh my God. It's like, where is he? Where is she? You know, it's like, Oh my God, guys. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's definitely one of those, like, once you let that genie out of the bottle, you're stuck with that situation kind of moments. Um, if you, you know, having a discord means you have to be there, you have to answer questions all the time, which, you know, I'm happy to do, but like, I, I'm an artist, like at the end of the day, I'm, I got my own life. I got my own stuff going on for me. I got my own, I got a lot of stuff behind the scenes going on. It's difficult to, be active in a discord in such a way to drop kind of stuff like that. And on top of that, uh, look out for people in terms of security. Um, I know discord is constantly under like, you know, threats of exploits and I just don't want to put people through that. I don't want even the slimmest chance that somebody can get uh, wallet drained because they are following me. And then somebody puts a fake link up there. I would just be devastated. So, you know, I, I just, I just kind of keep things as safe as possible. And, you know, some discords do great with the, their security and everything they do with their moderation. But again, you know, I'm just like a small, a very small team. I'm literally like the person doing most of this stuff out here. So like, it's, if it's like, if I was to dedicate a lot of time on discord, it would take away time from some creative work that I can do in the future. So yeah, that's just, that's just how I do it. You know, just kind of keep things very, <laughs> very strict and Twitter is kind of like my main way to get messages out there. Absolutely. It makes sense to me. And I love the idea again of skipping discord. Discord just is such an extra, an extra pain in the butt and you always have to have someone manning it. And you know, there, there's some person at like four in the morning decides to like throw some kind of like FUD comment in there or like try to stir up the stir up your discord community. And you know, you're not there or like someone's not there to manage it. And all of a sudden you're like, you come in and there's like a whole like little tiny riot going on inside of a discord. And you're like, wait a minute guys, like what's going on here? <laughs> and you find out it's like one bad actor that just came in and uh, had a bad day at work and decided to like go and like make, it's like making prank phone calls with, with discords. You know what I mean? Like you go in there, you throw a comment in there and you know, it's like throwing a grenade into a room and then closing the door behind you. So I think, uh, you know, discords are, discords are definitely, uh, you know, are a necessary thing in certain cases. And also like the bane of the existence of the space where it's just people just are, I don't know how to explain it any more than that, but I'm not a completely adverse to discord. Obviously. I just, I just think it's uh, for certain use cases. It's awesome. Chris smart move to not have it. 
Um, but you know, it's been great. Thanks, Chris, for taking the time. Crip King, you're amazing as always. Food Mescu, thank you so much for stopping by. We got to do a space like this with you, my friend. I think it would be great. I'd love to hear your story and everything like that that goes with it. And uh, Facero, Justin, as always, a pleasure, my man. Brad, everybody that came up here to chat and the audience below, thanks for listening in. Thanks for being here. You guys all rock. I love you all. Could This could not be done without you. So please keep coming back to the space. It happens every single weekday. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys on, you know what? I'm actually not going to be here on Monday. So see you guys on Tuesday of next week. And we'll have some, uh, another great speaker then. So I do have one more question for you, Lucas. Yeah. Oh, please. Um, Are you guys going to NFT NFT LA? I am. I live here. Oh, well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm leaning towards that. So I'm going to, I can't wait to hang out with you in NFT LA, man. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. That's, that's the goal. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I want to go to NFT LA and then I want to go to Disney. So that's that's such a smart move, dude. That's my, uh, that's the plan. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'll be here and I, I look forward to like hanging out with you, man. That's awesome. Perfect. Love Good it. times. Yeah, so, so yeah, thank you so much for, thanks so much for having me for sure. And thank you so much for everybody in the audience to listen in. Cause like my, my story is all over the place and it's, it's a mess, but like, thank you so much for everybody that's here, you know, not just for me, but for everybody else out here, definitely try to do good out there. Try to help people try, you know, like it's, it's very difficult entering the NFT space. And the more that we can help people get in here, the stronger a community it will all be in the end so definitely keep it up no good deed goes unnoticed and you know you never know like the person sitting here next to you in the spaces could be one of the best new big artists out there in the future so definitely don't burn bridges be nice to everybody be respectful and but also you know keep things to your you know close to your chest and and look into things research things before you buy or participate or collaborate and hopefully Hopefully we all come through this in the end. <laughs> that's the goal. You know, that's the whole goal of Web3 for everybody to win. Absolutely. And everybody should follow everybody up here. That's, you know, basically down in the audience. Follow everybody up on stage. These are these are pretty amazing people. They all, they're, you DM them and they'll probably DM you back, you know, trying to help you in some way. So if you need help, like we're like, please reach out. Like I can't guarantee you will reach out and like respond instantly, but I definitely will respond eventually especially if it's like an interesting request, like, Hey, how do I do this? Or how do I do that? I'm willing to help. I actually helped somebody yesterday just come up with a process thread. And uh, I'm glad I could, I'm like I said, I'm glad I can like help people. So, and Chris is the same way. I'm assuming food mask is the same way. I've heard nothing but amazing things. And I met him in NFT NYC in 2022, amazing person. And uh, yeah, that's our show for today. Thanks everybody for being here again. And uh, I'll see you guys on Tuesday. Bye everybody. GM, everybody. GM. A screaming comes, it bells, it miles, it might be yours, it might be mine.